Welcome to Americans in Germany drinking whiskey. This is Jeff. And this is Alex. Today we're talking about coming back to America and my experiences of just going back there and how different it is now. Yeah, it's kind of like a little bit of that reverse culture shock, whatever exactly. you want to call it. I mean, I'm excited. Yes. And here we are. It is episode 82. It is good to be back. It guys. is good to be back. This, that was a, that was our longest hiatus we ever had. That was about a month, I think. That was a long haul. I didn't even know what to do with myself on Wednesdays. I know, right? Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm back in Berlin. Happy to be back. Um, sad to leave, of course, my family. Yeah, of course. But uh, yeah, I'm really happy to be here and talk in front of, in front of a microphone again. Yeah. Uh, I miss hearing the sound of my own voice, as conceited as it sounds. Yeah. Um, it and is. every time we posted the uh, no new episode. Uh, icon it was sad. Got so many sad faces so um we are back we're cooking with gas uh we got some good stuff for you um but yeah let's just start right off with the obvious you were in the states for like two weeks man yeah, how, was. how was that trip it, it was an incredible trip uh it was my first time in the states in two years and 10 months man so almost three years yeah and uh you know I, I was just super busy the whole time seeing family here seeing family there seeing some friends going to a wedding seeing more family like i was all over the place. So it wasn't relaxing. Everybody of wants a piece of you. And I mean that in like right. a nice way because, oh, Alex is in town. Oh, I got to see. And then it's like, oh, I can, and, only, I can only give you two hours. Exactly. And I want a piece of everyone too, you yeah. know? So, um, yeah, it, it was very busy. But man, like my heart is so full and like mm. I feel, you know, complete again. It was really necessary. And I'm so happy that uh, I'm happy I got to go there finally. Right. And make it back safely. Right. And you're, you're visiting family, but also uh, for a friend's wedding. How, how did the uh, the shindig go? Yeah, I went to a friend's wedding. Uh, my college roommate, who I really haven't talked to much in the past eight years, but uh, invited me to the wedding. So that was really cool. So another friend from college there. We had a, we had a really good time. It was, it was great. So congratulations, uh, Dave and Daniela. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Like, And uh, you were back, uh, what? About a week ago? No, three or four no, days ago. I go back on Saturday. Today's Wednesday. Are you still so. feeling any jet lag? Or are you like you're in you're in the I'm, proper I, I, time I, I, zone I, I, now? I think I'm into it now because what I did, I didn't really sleep my whole way back, and mm -hmm. I had to stop and I had a layover in London there and back. Um, so I really didn't sleep on the way back much, maybe 45 minutes at most. Mm. Um, I remember because I was like, I skipped in my head when I was sleeping one Seinfeld episode. I woke up in the middle of another one. Oh, okay. So I think it was like 45 minutes. Yeah. I got home around 1 p.m. and I decided to not go to sleep, like to stay awake as long as I could. And dude, that is for people who have not flown these kind of international flights. Like that is harder it's than it really, sounds. It's really, really difficult. I mean, you, you were really like, you might as well like tape your eyes open. I mean, you're fighting it. That wouldn't have helped. Yeah. So like every five minutes, Bobby's waking me up like, Alex, Alex, wake up, wake up. And I, and I wound up staying awake until 9 p.m. Finally went to sleep and I woke up at 9 a.m. the next day. So I got solid 12 hours of sleep Saturday night. Yeah. So I think just doing that made me, like, I've had no jet lag since. I've been great. Nice. Yeah, easy. And I, and I bet even by 9, you were like, I can't do a second more, right? Oh, I by mean, 9, yeah. I was like, I have to. It's, yeah. it's not an option anymore. Yeah. I watched the, two for, first, the first two episodes of Squid Game. I don't think I remember any of it, so I'll I think revisit that Because you're not, you're not actually, like, watching it. There's just no. things happening and you're kind of just, like sleeping for like 30 seconds at a time yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> you're like what images what? what's happening okay I got it. and you're like i can close my eyes for a second i can i can just listen and understand what's happening no nope, yeah. it doesn't work yeah. it doesn't work yeah so yeah uh no i'm feeling good now thank you but yeah, uh, and, yeah i'm happy to be here great uh you know the guys this is again because uh his trip to america was right after our infamous meetup in berlin and it was so we have not been able to talk about it and it, now we're talking about it like so far in the future weeks after it happened but <laughs> we have to mention again uh end of september we had an in-person meetup at the um 
offside pub and whiskey bar, I think it's called, yep. um, in Berlin. And we, we, again, we were thought maybe one person show, we had like seven people show up. Yeah, it was fantastic. And not only seven people, but just super nice, fun to talk to people. We had, we had a great time. Um, so, you know, we have to thank these people like let list off who came. Yeah. So we have a big, big, like enormous shout outs to, uh, Anna, Kelsey, George, Chris, Paolo, Carly, and Aaron. Yes. Thanks guys. Uh, you guys are legends. And I had a really good time. Jeff and I to be, um, perfectly transparent did make it from, you know, eight till 10 PM thinking all right, at 10 o'clock, if you know it's really awkward, we can kind of you know dip out. Yeah, but we stayed until we closed the bar actually, which closed around midnight, which is weird for bars. I, th- I think it was actually even closer to one, and and it wasn't. Yeah, True. We, we didn't stop because we wanted to. It was just kind of the bar was closing, um, and and yeah, and more transparency. Uh, but bef- before this event, we 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 came over to my house for a quick dinner and uh, I'll be honest, both of us were a little nervous, yeah, and we you were, might be wondering why, you know, because it's the first time we're meeting people who I don't know, like already kind of know us in a way because they've been listening to the podcast yep. and, and we, and we of course wanted to give everybody a good time. We didn't quite know like, what should we talk about? It's kind of, it was just our first kind of in-person meetup thing. So we didn't really know what to expect or what we should be doing. But I think within the first two, three minutes, like that all went away. Yeah. Everyone was so nice. And, oh, and we, were so just, nice. we were just hanging out having some drinks. And I, um, I genuinely had a really fantastic time. Same uh, here, I, yeah. I think we'll do another one again. Sure. Yeah. Um, in the future, because so anyone else wants to join, please do. Um, it, it, it was fun. It yeah. Was really fun. Yeah. It was good times. Uh, and other things that we did, we also did celebrate Oktoberfest a little bit, which of course has been over, over for weeks, but you know, right, we were, over weeks, but we went, um, uh, at a small little celebration, at cafe on Neuem Z here in Berlin, which is usually a beer garden, like my favorite beer garden in the city, actually. If you're ever visiting the city, check out Cafe Amnoyan. It has its own little, like, I wouldn't call it a lake, but pond, lake right next to it. In the middle of a park. It's beautiful. So they had a little tent up there, and uh, it was a really nice Oktoberfest celebration. Really small, um, not too crowded, so I felt okay Maybe with COVID and stuff. Like, I don't know, 100 people, or I don't Maybe know. about 100, 150. Yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, I was a little peeved at the beginning just because we, we all had assumed from the advertising that the Oktoberfest festivities were going to be happening in the actual beer garden, right? right that's, that's what it said on the website. Yeah, out, outdoors and, you know, like tons of space. And then we got there and it was kind of indoors in this kind of, in this tent. Um, yeah. You know, and we would, I think we would have all preferred to be outdoors uh, considering the situation, but actually uh, it, the tent had some airflow and everything. And they, of course, were checking uh, vaccinations and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, and it, yeah, it was maybe only like a hundred people, but it was still tons of fun. Yeah. It was still tons of fun. It was just very misleading on the website. Yeah. It said celebrate Oktoberfest right by the water. And I was like, great but it wasn't because it was inside. Yeah, I didn't mention it was I, so, I, it was going to be intense. But anyway, still had good time. Good times. I, I'm honestly happy that we were able to celebrate Oktoberfest at all because I know. everything proper was canceled. So and we didn't have one last year, so it, yeah. it was nice to all just to get a bit of tradition back uh, into, yeah. into our lives. It's fun for me to get the old later hosing on. True, I got to buy some later hosing. Yeah, a little behind there. Um, next, another big thing that happened while we yeah. were away. True. Of course, the the, the German federal elections, you yeah, know, the whole, whole, you know uh, Angela Merkel, our chancellor is out and a new chancellor is in and that will be Olaf Scholz. That should be Olaf Scholz, depending on how the yeah, well, negotiations let's, let's just go. assume it is, um, you know, because the SPD got the majority and now they're going to be doing a coalition with the Greens and the FDP. Or if, F- if everything FPD. works out, no, F- yeah. FTP, yeah. FPD. F- now you screwed me up. Yeah, I, sorry. I, I, I normally know what it is, but I just, yeah, my head just got screwed on that 
but anyway, so you guys know, <laughs> you guys know what we're talking about. Right. So, uh, ho- hopefully that'll work out because, uh, for me personally, the CDU being out is a nice thing and, uh, having a nice new fresh government is, is scary, but interesting as well. A little bit of change. And actually there was like, there was a kind of a cool moment, uh, a few days after the election when it was kind of like, okay, uh, CDU is pretty much gone. And also the, um, the CDU chancellor, um, not elect, but the, what do they call it? The the nom- nominee, whatever the you nominee, call it. Yeah. Like he stepped down because his party was so upset with him. And uh, anyways, around that time, the Schultz guy, who's probably going to be our new chancellor, uh, he was at a press conference. And one of the German um, press people, for whatever reason, they, they were asking, they were make, kind of made a joke about Brexit, asking about, or asking about like the, uh, in, in, in Britain, they were having tr- like a lack of uh, truck drivers to deliver gas. So he was just like saying, hey, you guys going to send over some German truck drivers to help them out or whatever. But he did the question in English. And what I didn't know is that Angela Merkel and all of her time never once answered a question in English. Oh, wow. Only in German, even if it was from a, an American or a British reporter. He was the first German t- chancellor to answer a question in English. So he Interesting. he answered in English and, and apparently was very um, articulate and spoke in English very well. And everyone, uh, Germans in general, were very excited that, oh, here's somebody who is uh, kind of opening up, right. uh, being more international by, you know, hey, you know, hey it's, it's an English question about Britain. Why not answer? in English like it's it's, it's actually super interesting never really thought of that I mean this guy is definitely not without his skeletons in his closets but uh, no no (laughs) yeah yeah I'm not saying he's perfect but it it was kind of nice to see that was pretty cool yeah I mean it's just scary it's probably the biggest election in in the past two decades sure and uh, so I don't know it'll be definitely interesting to see what's going to happen to be fair probably not a lot because Germany doesn't doesn't really like change generally so uh, it'll be interesting for sure it'll it'll take a few months and of course I think we've mentioned this before but again uh, in, in Germany Unlike the U.S., you don't elect a person, you elect a party, and then that party chooses a person. So. Right. So at the moment, they're still in negotiations of what their government's going to look like, and it could they could find out tomorrow. They could do it in like three months. We have no idea how long I it's going to take. I think last year it took a few months, so yeah, it, it'll be probably around Christmas. We'll figure, we'll figure <laughs> it's things out. pretty so. wild. It's like you, you do the vote, and you have to wait such a long time to actually figure out what is happening with that vote. Yeah, but uh, last election with... Uh, in the U.S. was very similar. Remember, we, we went weeks without knowing who the president was. So, yeah. Oh, fair enough. Uh, I also, since in the past month, a lot, lots happening. For October first, I celebrated my Berlin anniversary. So, my anniversary moving to Berlin, I celebrated my eighth year here. Nice. Which is well, yeah. it's nothing like I'm now in my ninth year, which is just you are in your ninth year. Crazy. To yeah. Think about. Yeah. That was. That, yeah. I, I was there. Of course. Yeah, we had a nice, nice, nice little uh, hangout. Yeah. And it was cool. A friend from college uh, oh, just right. moved to Berlin on the same day of my Berlin anniversary. So we now share the same Berlin anniversary. Hers was started that one day, and mine was my eighth year. That's so cool. So uh, shout out to Lara. Really cool to have you here in Berlin. Yeah. I hope she's doing well. She's she's really really nice. So. Nice. Super cool. Yeah. Uh, next, ooh, now we're to the usual unfun stuff. Yeah. What's that? Pandemic? Okay. Um, <laughs> now, uh, life was seeming to return to normal in, in Germany recently because they kind of just instigated this like blanket 2G, 3G rule. Basically means like, hey, you can get indoors somewhere if you're vaccinated. Uh, recovered. Or recovered or you got negative tests and that's it. There's no exceptions, right? Right. And a lot of places weren't even doing the tests anymore. They just said, 
you're fully vaccinated or you're recovered, meaning you're kind of, you have immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and things were going down in terms of cases, but in the past 24 hours, we've had seven, it jumped up suddenly. We had 17,000 new cases of Corona, which is about five times, three, four or five times what was in the days, weeks prior. Right. Um, so things really jumped up and this is the highest number Germany's experienced in five months. It's back in May, I believe. And um, related to that, unfortunately, there was a big outbreak of Corona at Berlin's famous nightclub, Berghain. You probably all have all heard I'm of sure it. I'm sure you've all heard of Berghain. Um, they, they were holding a large, funny enough, a large reopening party. Oh, and this party was to celebrate the fact that the club venues were allowed to reopen because they'd been closed for a year and a half because of Corona regulations. And at this huge party, they had a big outbreak of uh, Corona, even though only fully vaccinated or recovered people were allowed in. They still had an outbreak and now authorities are attempting to find the 2,500 people who were there to let them know um, to get tested and or, you know, kind of quarantine, stay away from people. So it shows that there's still, there's a risk, you know, with this kind of stuff. And and I was, we were talking earlier and I was saying, I won't name names, but I was at a bar the other day, which is a bar that I really enjoy. Yeah. And they weren't checking at all uh, if anybody was vaccinated or they, they're just letting everybody in and it was really crowded. And while it, at first it felt great because, oh, it's like it felt like normal. normal Everybody's yeah. having a great time partying. But I, after like 15 minutes, I was like, Ugh. I was like, ah, let's maybe we should sit outside. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So um, but like as, thing, as things get colder and more people are moving indoors, there's going to be more of these uh, these for, outbreaks. For unfortunately. sure. And, and I think it's a good, you know, kind of rule of caution here of, yeah, we are, you know, if you're vaccinated, um, you're still going to be safe no matter where you're going. Cause you, you can still get caught. You, you know, you can still get. COVID if you're yeah, yeah, vaccinated. Yeah, chances are a lot less, but... Um, Way less, but... But, but it you can know, still happen if it happens, so... Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to try to this this winter not to go to any bars that are not looking at least at the at the 2G rule, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, yeah, it, that's just irresponsible in my opinion. Um, and I'd say, you know what, it, even if you go to one of these places, like, don't... If you feel uncomfortable, don't fear, be afraid to put on a mask. Like, even if you're, like, the one person that has one on, like, oh, yeah. you do you, like, um, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. And one more little announcement for those of you who are new to the country. And like um, to know what time it is. And like to know the time. Uh, for all of you watch-wearing friends out there, <laughs> uh, Daylight Savings Time in Germany is happening this Sunday, October 31st on Spooky Halloween. Ooh. So it's me spooky. That makes sense. Weird things happen on Halloween, including the changing of the time. Oh. So on Sunday at 3 a.m., the time will change to... 2 a.m. Which means, of course, even though it's already getting dark super early, now it'll get dark even an hour earlier. Oh, yeah. So, cool. I'll, I'll be tired by 7 p.m. every day. <laughs> well, sometimes I don't mind in winter, though, because I feel like um, I'm watching TV or something like that, and I'm like, oh, it's 10 p.m. And, I look, and then I look yeah. at the clock, and I was like, oh, it's only 8. That's right. awesome. You, know? so, you feel like you're getting like an extra two hours. Like, oh, yeah, nice. But at the same time in winter in this city, uh, time doesn't really factor because there's no sun. Every, yeah, eventually it gets to the point where, it's dark all the, where time. the sun starts going down at like 3.30, 3.45. And is at like 10. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. Stupid. Uh, yeah, and speaking of time, you know, I, I have my time at 24-hour time, also known as military time. And speaking of military, <laughs> hey, we have a whiskey today, Jeff. Yeah, what do we got? I mean, I know we, why, do, why do I ever ask? I know what we got, but like tell the people what we got. I don't, I don't know what the hell we have. This is a special boy <laughs> from a fan. This is sent to us by a, by a fan. Um, his name is, we don't know his name, but his, twi- his, uh, his Instagram. Or, his or her. Or her Instagram, sorry. You're right. Is expat uh, repatriate? That's their Instagram handle. Yeah, repatriate. Sorry, sorry if you're if you're listening, uh, we just never exchanged first names. Uh, so, yeah. but, but 
hey, you know who you are. Thank you so much for sending us this bottle. It's really cool. And and, and by by their accounts, they said it's not a good whiskey, uh, but they wanted to send it to us because it's a rare whiskey, Jeff. And let me read you a little blurb that uh, that we found online for everybody, and then I'll. Well, the, the name is Military Special. Okay? Now, now, guys, compare this blurb to what he'll read off the bottle, and you'll see like a discrepancy between uh, how, how they talk about the... Should we do the bottle first? Oh, maybe start with the bottle first. Oh, yeah, do the bottle first. Yeah, yeah. Let, let them set it up so we can knock it back down. So again, this is Military Special Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, and it says, Military Special Bourbon is distilled and bottled in the heart of bourbon country... Uh, bourbon country. Nelson County, Kentucky. It is handmade by master craftsmen using a recipe that espouses the spirit of the Revolutionary War. Ooh. And the other side, it says, made from the finest ingredients, copper distilled, chill filtered, and aged in cherry white oak barrels. We believe its rich, smooth flavor will truly impress you. Okay. So th- that's what the bottle likes. Aged years. <laughs> So that's what the bottle wants you to feel about that whiskey. Now, now, what does the general public feel about this whiskey? So uh, let me see real quick about, about this whiskey. So military special is like a really rare whiskey and not in the sense that, you know, it's pro- they produce, they don't produce on many bottles, Yeah. but because normal civilians like you and I right. uh, have no way to purchase it. Oh no. It's only sold at uh, mil- they're called military exchange shops and they're located within the U.S. military bases and normally it's sold tax-free for $9.00. And plastic one liter bottles. Now this one is, yeah, we got lucky. This one is glass. The, this is the glass version. Um, but it was described by one military member as follows. I once bought a bottle out of curiosity and I couldn't even mix it with Coke. It was so bad. <laughs> so um, I guess it's really it, bad. F- from everything I've seen online and from the person who sent it to us, it is known as being a uh, garbage whiskey that uh, yeah, you, you buy with change and, you know, like your couch cushions. But, you know, I'll, I'll try to keep an open mind. I'm, I'm not going to, I'm just going to, if I actually enjoy it, I will not lie. I'll tell you guys. But full disclosure, we have a backup whiskey here just in case this one is <laughs> so bad that I can't drink it past uh, the first sip. And for those you want to know, it is 40%. Or eighty proof. It's actually a really cool label. I like the bottle. To be fair, um, yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, I'm not taking the plastic top there, but yeah, it's got a plastic top. So listen, yeah, let's pop, everybody. That's the sound of freedom, sexy. right there. That's the sound of freedom. <laughs> All right. There's. I don't know why, but just like seeing this bottle through that light, it just seems like. All of its color is probably food coloring or something. I don't know. It's almost it's guaranteed. It does not seem like natural. Uh... Oh god, it, I can. Doesn't smell good. No, not really. But let's see. Actually, it doesn't smell terrible. To be fair. God. It's not terrible. Mm, yeah, it's not my jam though. But yeah, I, I was expecting it to be worse. I really don't mind it, to be honest. It's it's not it's not the smoothest thing in the world. It's not smooth at all. But it's a bit sweet. It's 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 got a little bit of flavor in there. Let's see what happens. I, it, yeah. You know you know what kind of has it kind of has like a like someone put sugar in it flavor actually that sweetness <laughs> probably because it, it's weird. It tastes like it tastes like alcoholic sugar. There's not like a strong yeah, whiskey taste actually, to it. There's yeah, no nothing yeah. to my nose. No no like, no. It's it's like it's like an old flat 
Coke with like sugar added in a way, and then maybe yeah. like a splash of whiskey mixed together. That's what it tastes like. Which yeah. I, I know does not sound. But the thing is, like, it. it I don't want to spit it out, so it's not like that level. Like, I'm no. not. I'm not gonna go for my backup whiskey just yet. I'll keep, no, no. I'll, keep, I'll drink this. I'll keep drinking it. But yeah, it's it's um, it's not. A, I wouldn't say it's a winner. No, it's weird. It doesn't have like a really big whiskey flavor. It's kind of it's kind of bizarre. Well, I think that's what makes it a bad whiskey because it, it is lacking the main flavor, <laughs> which is that of whiskey. To say it's complex would be a lie. Um. Okay. But uh, oh, it's actually super like it's sweet. really like, sweet. Somebody just dumped a bunch of sugar in here. It tastes like some of those, it's like, uh, like it's like Mike, Michael Scott uh, with the Scotch and Splenda. It tastes like that. It's like when you have like a really shitty coffee and you're just like, oh, I just need to like mask this flavor, and they just put a bunch of sugar in there. Yeah. Anyways, uh, moving That's on. Weird. All right, we'll, we'll keep sipping that as we go along. Um. Yeah. Before we go into our topic. As I always say, and ask all of you lovely people, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Why not? I mean, um, if you're enjoying it, if not, yeah. I mean, if you're enjoying it, give us a five star. If you're not enjoying it, just just don't leave a review at all. You know, yeah. that'd be nice. Um, you, and you you can check out our website. Some say it's the best website in the whole world. I've heard that in the states actually. Did people, you? People came out to me all the time. Just people in passing just heard him talking about it. People just talking about his website. I was like, "What website are you talking about?" They're like agdwpodcast.com. That's my website. And I was like, agdwpodcast.com. And they're like, "Yes, Alex, agdwpodcast.com." They said you should check it out. I'm like, "Why well, should I check it out?" And they're like, "Because there's lots of cool content on there." You're like the worst infomercial at like 3 a.m. <laughs> but uh, yeah, check it out. It's a uh, if you didn't hear me, it's agdwpodcast.com. Um, you know, let's let's move on to the actual topic at yeah, hand, let's do it. which is, uh, you know, going back home, you know, like... This is coming to America. Right? You know, kind of this reverse culture shock. And I think for this time, it was pretty big for you and will be big for me because we were away for so many years, right. you know, like steeped in Germanness, And so things that used to be normal to you are now weird going back and seeing oh, in the u.s right for sure and, and i think we mentioned this before in other episodes that now when it when, when i go home or we go home you kind of feel like a tourist in your home yeah and it's kind of weird because like you you grew up there so it's kind of like a dream where like you it's all recognizable but different and it's like a mixture of home slash feeling disconnected like like, yeah. like 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 viewing it from i don't know outside your body or and something also like being like high school again because like i'm living with my parents and right I was like, my mom's making breakfast every morning. It's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so these are the things that I wrote down while just like in the States that I thought were just shocking, not shocking to me, just kind of like surprising to me or something that I thought was kind of cool or very American or that I didn't really remember. Um, so this is, yeah, this is from the perspective of me being back there after three years and not being there. Yeah. And as, and as we go through, I'll just react to his list because um, I haven't been there in a while. So, th- but this will probably wake up things where I go like, oh yeah, of course, you know what I mean? Yes. So I'd like to start off by uh, a local listener, not local, a loyal listener, <laughs> AKA my dad. Well, local um, to Rhode Island. He's, he's local to where I was born um, because, you know, he helped me be birth. Uh, he said we pronounce- <laughs> This is going off the rails really quick. I know. He said we pronounce uh, Glenfiddich wrong and it's actually Glenfiddich. And the awkward thing is we've had this whiskey, I think twice on the show. We had like yeah, we Glenfiddich. Have. Uh, 12 and a 15, I believe, right? 15 or 18, yeah. Yeah. And so, so, and we've probably mentioned it other times. So, we've, we've been saying it wrong for a lot. So, actually, thank you to uh, Alex's dad because uh, you saved us from sounding like an ass. Well, not really. We already sounded like an ass. No, but, but now we're correcting from, ourselves. From now on, we'll sound. So, thank uh, you, better. daddy. Um, on the next one, next topic is this is probably the most American thing that I heard. So, I had to write it down. Uh, I wish everyone could see Jeff's face right now. He's just looking to sip with his whiskey. It's just not. It just. Good. It, it's not again. It's not like 
super bad. It just doesn't taste like whiskey. Yeah, it's weird. Um, so in the U.S., uh, I was driving to Boston, and Boston. to Boston, go socks in your car, my car, uh, my dad's car, and I heard an ad for it was like something like everything must go, whatever it was, and they had twenty ribeye steaks for forty dollars. And I just thought, man, that's the that's good old U.S. of A. right there yeah. to buy twenty ribeye steaks for forty dollars in the U.S. Like this is a very specific thing, but in the U.S. you see a lot of these kind of like crazy deals where it's like you know eight cases of blank beer for only twelve ninety nine or whatever. You know what I mean? The, the weird thing about it for me was like, who's buying twenty ribeye steaks? Dude, you throw them in the freezer and they're good for like two years, you know, and then like once once a month, you pull out another steak. And, and I think another reason why you can only have these kinds of crazy sales in the States is because in the States, people have big freezers and space. They to have, put things. They have a, yeah, exactly. They have the storage to store bulk. And this thing is like in Berlin or Europe, like you don't have room to store anything, right. like much less 20 states, like, like fill up. I mean, some houses, you have basements, you have garages. Yeah, yeah. But like if you live in a big city, you know, like my freezer could maybe fit, I don't know. 10 ribeye steaks, not 20. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's like a tenner. It's I, not I a, saw, like 20 ribeye steaks are 40 bucks. I just found it. That's, that's, that's $2 a steak. It's ridiculous. Really good deal though. I mean, it's an unbelievable deal. Yeah. I thought about going to that place and getting some ribeye steaks for my dad, but uh, I didn't really pay attention to the commercial except for that part. Okay. Um, next one, which is definitely a new development over the past three years. Because when I left the States eight years ago, over eight years ago now, um, craft brews was definitely like a thing, right? Like sure, craft yeah. beers. It was yeah. definitely a thing. But since I've been gone, it's becoming more and more and more and more of a thing. And when I went back, there was like breweries everywhere. Like in Rhode Island, there's one down the street from my parents' place. And it's a small town. There's just breweries just everywhere. Yeah. And every bar, restaurant I went to, they have a list of like a hundred different beers they have, all from local brews from around New England. And I was like, this is really, really cool. And now these like these small New England breweries, I don't know what they're doing in California or anywhere else, probably the same thing, to be fair. Uh, they now have like German-style beers as well. So I, I tried some like the German-style beers, yeah, you know? Yeah, and you'll see like Oktoberfest edition, whatever, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. And like uh, there's one beer, uh, Narragansett, which is a really used to be a really shitty beer from Rhode Island. And they were so bad, they moved to Rochester, New York to actually brew it. And this opened up this brand new brewery. Now they're making craft beers as well. And it went there and it was super cool. Uh, it's just like wild how the beer culture there is really just kind of taken off and it's so different than the beer culture here. Um, yeah. I, surprisingly I, enough. I, I'd have to agree. Like, I mean, yeah, like you said, craft, small craft breweries and stuff were a thing, you know, even when I was younger, but like, yeah. I feel like past 10, 15 years, they've really been like exploding, it's like popping up everywhere. everywhere. Um, especially like when I visit my family in uh, Portland, Oregon, it's like, it feels like every street corner there's another brewery. I swear, oh, I, I like, can imagine on Portland because that's a super hipster area as yeah, well. So, like, and I feel like there's more and more every time I visit. So, yeah. um, but but it's super cool. I, I don't. For me, anytime like I'm walking down the street and I just see like a brewery or distillery for some reason, I just like I just like a mag- I gravitate. I'm like, I want to yeah, go. Check, super cool. Like, I, I ch- love it. I want to check out this new beer. Yeah, why not? No, and, and it's great because I think the the stereotype of American beers being bad is, has to go away now. Oh, there's tons of great, especially if you're um, an IPA man. Yeah. Um, that's huge. And also like, ah, in, in Oregon, they have these, what are they called? Not f- hazies, like a, like a hazy I, I saw a few of those too. I didn't have one. But those are, those are getting really big in the States yes. and I really dig them. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is like my, definitely my palate has changed. Mm. 
So when I have these, you know, really strong beers and very, you know, very specifically strong beers, mm-hmm. I just can't drink them as much as, as much as I used to. I still enjoy like yeah. one, but I can't, you know, put it back to a strong in terms of like flavor or for uh, alcohol. Uh, so just a flavor, okay? Because uh, like you know, an IPA is a very strong flavor that's very different than a Pils or a Hellas. Yeah, I'll be honest, like because we, I, I, yeah, I, I love the German Pils. Like I drink it all the time, right? But uh, once in a while, I like a good oh, for sure. IPA, just something that really like punches you in the face because it's kind of nice to have something different once in a while. You yeah, know? definitely. Because you you do get so used to it, just pills after pills after Hellas after Hellas here. Yeah. And uh, also speaking of substances that alter the brain, <laughs> what I also found wild is when I'm driving up north to uh, to Massachusetts. You see all these signs like recreational cannabis, exit, whatever, in North Attleboro, whatever. Legal, legal weed, man. It's yeah. like legal weed everywhere. And it's just, it's it's absolutely wild to me that it just, you just go to a store and just buy some weed and go home and smoke it and yeah. no one's going to bother you. And for the thing is like for us, I mean, we, we grew up with, you know, like you got to go to like the dark alley, whatever, to get whatever. But like, so like we, we don't even know what it's like to actually just stroll into a store and be like, give me some weed. And you know, I yeah, don't know. I remember talking I, I've never my, done it before. Yeah. No, me neither. I, I didn't do this time either. But uh, I remember when I was talking to my buddy once, um, we were going to play some video games together. And he's like, hold on a second. I'm just going to go uh, charge my car and go to the weed store. And I'll be, ba- I'll be back home in about 30 minutes. And that whole sentence to me was like, <laughs> you're going to do what now? I'm moving the future. He drives a Tesla. So he's like, I go charge my car for a bit, pick up weed at the weed. Like this is, this isn't, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> These aren't sentences that have ever been said before, like 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's just, it just think like, it's just crazy to me. Yeah. Just going back and seeing all that was just wild. Because like I said, when I go back, I kind of think back to like being a teenager, being in high school, whatever. And now all of a sudden, like weed's legal. It's just crazy to me. I mean, it's just a lot less work for everybody, so I'm happy. The uh, the government's getting their their money. And, I think yeah. money. Yeah. And I guess Germany's gonna think about it soon too. Now with the new government, they've talked about. Yeah, they've been thinking. And God, the fact that because Germany's such a liberal place, the fact that I know. weed wasn't legalized here ages ago it blows my mind. I mean, gay marriage was legal in the states before it was in Germany as well, which is absolutely wild to me True. too. Maybe we're not that forward thinking. I don't well, know. CDU's out now. We'll see what happens. <laughs> no offense, CDU, anyone who supports them. I'm just saying. Um, What's right. next? Another weird thing was I think I actually got a brilliant thing, especially in the states because people drive everywhere. Was uh, drive-in COVID tests. Um, yeah, I mean, um, even before you went, uh, I'd seen, and I think my mom had done it as well. Like you drive this huge parking lot, you just literally get in a line, but in your car. You wait and you never even get out of your car. At some point, you lower your window, you show your ID, they just stab you right there. Um, and the cool thing is because, you know, here you go and you wait in line, whatever, and you're sitting, you're, you're there. But when you're there, they're in the car, like you can literally be like all cozy with your heater on. You can yeah. be listening to whatever music you want. Like you'd be on your phone just waiting. You know what I mean? Like, like it's kind of cool. I don't understand how Americans aren't 100% vaccinated yet. It was so easy to get a test so like literally that. Literally drive through thing. vaccinations. Yeah. yeah. So I, I got a test there at CVS. And they had like four parking spots near the test center. We just park in one of them. They ask you what your name is after you make an appointment, which I did online. And they came over and I did it and they gave it, you know, they took my test. Uh, the weird thing though, which I didn't like at all, mm. was um, maybe this, this is just a CVS thing. I don't know. But to register and make an appointment for the test, you can just walk in and get it, even though it took like 30 seconds of time. Um, I had to register online. It was asking me for like, my name, my address, my insurance, my social security number if I didn't have insurance. Mm. And it was like a real hard way to get a test. Mm. And I'm getting a test to make sure that I'm safe. And they're making like a lot of hurdles. And I, was, I thought like if I was a an actual tourist tourist 
who didn't have an American address or an American phone number, I literally could not have gotten a test. Yeah. And they asked for insurance. I said, I said, I, well, I'm not insured because I am insured by like in Germany. Yeah. I'm going to take my German card. Yeah. But then luckily when I went to the woman, she's like, are you insured? And I was like, no. And I was like, oh, cause I'm, I'm not, I don't live here. I live in Germany. She's like, all right, it's fine. No worries then. So it was easy. It just found it really bizarre. How hard, why? Like I was wondering why is it so difficult to register to get a test? It's just a test. I think just really to prove that it is you. Cause like, and then, cause then whoever you show that test, like if you're, if you're, sh- I think when you're showing a test just to an airline, they want to know that you've been vetted and that this isn't the test from somebody else. This is a quick test, though. This wasn't a a PCR test. It was a quick test. Yeah, but but still, like, the the airlines accept that, right? So, like, if an airline is accepting it, they want to know, like, are these people actually tested? And maybe maybe it's just to prove, I don't know, like. Because, you know, in Germany, just walked in, I did. I registered my names on it. And I look at my name, my ID, and they're like, that's the same name and ID. And you have to show some kind of ID when I get my test, I think. Yeah, you show an ID when you get a test in Germany, but that's it, you just show your ID and that's it. So I, I just found that really bizarre, but you know, that's their process. It is what it is. Um, whatever. <laughs> moving on. Moving on. <laughs> I see the word doorknobs. 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 So we, I think we've talked about this before, but uh, in Germany and most of Europe, I think most of Europe, yeah, everything's a door handle. Um, that doesn't turn. So think of like a doorknob, but solid. So like if you try to turn that doorknob, it's not doing anything. Wait, what? On the outside of the door, it's solid. Oh, on the outside door. I'm talking about like yeah. every door thing is like a handle. It's not a doorknob. It's not a circle. It's a, oh, that's where you're going. With okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's not. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Sorry. So like most things are door handles where you grab and you pull down and mm. you enter and exit the room. And I guess the reasoning is it's easier for people who have um, some kind of physical disability. It's hard to grab a doorknob and turn the wrist. Mm. So I guess they want handles because it's just easier for everybody, which makes sense. Yeah. I'll be honest. I like handles. Because if your hands are full, you can easily it's super easy. You can, you can punch it with your elbow, I mean, we, we, and we've all been there. Yeah, the, the two elbows trying to, to turn a, a doorknob <laughs> that's a, that's round, and it never works. Yeah. We, we've all seen American Pie too. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> um, you mean when he's glued? Yeah, when yeah. he's glued. <laughs> I'm glued. I'm glued. Anyways, uh, it was really the weirdest thing was like using a doorknob because they're everywhere, and like it's I don't, it's such a bizarre thing. Sorry, it got me thinking about American Pie too. Now. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> so good um and like every time i went to go open the door like my wrist wasn't used to turning that way wow your wrist doesn't get a lot of action huh (laughs) (laughs) like oh sore yeah yeah, you got a little sore you're twisting like that um and i I just thought it was a weird thing it it was noticeable every time i went to a doorknob i was like ah it was annoying but it it, it, may not sound like a big thing but it it is just it's a completely different motion you know because like here you just slap it you just slap the handle you don't there's there's no turning it yeah there's no turning of it slap the handle so it's a small difference but it but i mean you're going through doors um, you know 100 times a day right so like right so it's small but like i'm I'm, I'm opening doors i'm not going through them okay (laughs) you know what i mean like go to the bathroom go to the kitchen go to whatever yeah yeah, exactly it's all all these doorknobs and like it just every time i grabbed my brain was like what do i do oh yeah turn yeah (laughs) like like slapping the knob everyone's listening it's like you guys just are just idiots no one can relate to this hopefully people can if you come and you live in germany for a while and then go back home you will finally know exactly what we're talking about so exactly yeah, next one. This is a really positive one that I really enjoyed was how friendly and open Americans are. Yeah, I mean, that's the first thing I noticed the second I... Immediately. I mean, even when you're not in Germany, like you're on the plane flying there because usually half, half the plane is Americans, right? right? You even notice it then, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, for sure. And um, 
Like I, I noticed a few times, like at the wedding, I was outside walking back in. This one guy's like, oh, another wedding. I was like, yeah, and he's like, where are you from? And then we just talked for a bit. For right. like 10, 15 minutes, I think, we just talked. I was like, I had to go back in. I'll see you later. He's like, all right, see you. Never see you again. Bye. Yeah, like, but I was like. But you made like this friendship with him. Yeah. It was a lovely, it was a lovely little conversation. And then yeah. I was uh, with my nephew, my sister, uh, walking around this little town next to an aquarium in Connecticut. This one guy, this one old couple had a really cute dog. And my nephew wanted to go pet it and things like that. And then, of course, we just talked. He's, he's like, and how you and, I, and how have you been? And I thought like he knew my sister, but he didn't. I was like, I, I've been all right. I'll be yourself. <laughs> and I was, I was really taken back for a minute, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Because I'm not used to talking to people generally. But this well, guy. No, but you're used to talking to people. It's not like random people. Not random people. Right. I said, sorry, not random people. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I do talk to people. In fact, I have a podcast talking to many people around the world. Alex is a loner. He stays at home. Um, he uh, talks to his girlfriend once a week. <laughs> So uh, I just text, you know. So um, yeah, I, I just thought it was super kind of nice, and right? I felt I felt a little weird about it at first. I'm not used to that Isn't anymore. It? Like I don't. But get, it was nice. It's, just, it's like nice. So so many mostly Europeans say like, oh, it's so fake, and it's like whatever. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care. I don't qualify that. I don't know how that qualifies because like I am having an interaction with another human being. Where I'm asking questions, they're asking me questions. We're listening to each other. Yeah. How is that fake? Like, I think they, they call it fake because, oh, it's just a five ten minute interaction. You're never gonna see them again. But I don't. That's the point. That's what's fun about it. Yeah, but I don't know. It just makes I, you feel more connected with like the. I think the fakeness thing is you. is like with relationships. Some people will act more, you know, happy and more in, like than they actually are. In that, yeah. in that sense, yeah. But in these, you know, uh, five minute interactions, I I find it really lovely and I really. I don't know, it's something I didn't know that I missed until I kind of experienced it again. And it was nice. Um, but it was also like a small town life. In the big city, like I feel like if I was in New York, I wouldn't want people talking well, to me. Well, New Yorkers are famous for being True. Uh, assholes. Like in Berlin, like I want to be left alone. I'm in a big city. There's so many people everywhere. I don't want to talk to anybody. But for some reason in that small town setting, I was like, I was like, nice to talk to people. I don't know yeah, what it was. It depends. I don't know. Even in Portland, which is not huge but i think bigger than where you were like sure. you, you still get the people talking to you and, and i think not in a big city also you get it like what i was really nice to get it like at bars and um, restaurants and yeah. stuff which in berlin again people who go to restaurants they usually are bars usually stick to them they stick to their own group they don't right. really like they're not really going up to rent whereas you know in the u.s like you say you're a bar waiting to order drinks the person standing next to you within five seconds will be like, how about them bowls or whatever, you know, whatever, yeah, the hell. Yeah, sure. you know, and then suddenly you're having this conversation for like three or four minutes and then you order drink. All right, man, have a good one. You know, but, but like, there's nothing fake about that. Cause like when I say, Hey, have a good one or they say, have a good one. We mean it. You know what I mean? It's like, Hey, this guy was nice to me for a few minutes. Like I genuinely hope he has a good night. It's not fake. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. I, I, I agree with you. So yeah, that, that, that was definitely a really nice positive um, that I found when I was, when I was back there. Love it. Um, another one that I saw, and this is probably mostly. Wait, in can I read this? Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I just have to read. Some of these on the, on the page just look so funny. It just says highways make no sense. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's dive into that. This 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 is probably a New England thing. I don't know if it's everywhere in in the states, but I think um, it's an, when I the one like you cross the U.S. road trip I ever did, things definitely got crazier the more east I went. There's okay, weird toll roads that don't exist yes. in, in the west, and all this kind of weirdness going on. So maybe it's just a east it, coast. It could be an east coast thing. Um, but uh, yeah, like here, here living in Germany, when you're on the autobahn and like trains, like things just kind of make sense. Like they make a lot of sense. Like wow, they thought about this and made something nice. Exits <laughs> on the right hand side, good signage, uh, signs telling you what, like how many kilometers or meters so the exit is there. It's like all right, 
this makes sense. And then I drove to Boston and back twice. And driving through Providence and through Boston, you have exits on the left-hand side, uh, on the right-hand side, overpasses, um, stay in this lane, the HOV lane. And it's like so much happening. And again, I haven't driven for three years. Mm. So I was freaking out a little bit, but it was fine. Like I figured out because I remember like, all right, what yeah. did I do back then? Yeah. Is, is some of this might be, yeah, that like anxiety because driving in general is new to you, right? True. Yeah. But like when you're going through Boston or, or like through Providence and things like this, it's just like you really have to pay attention to the signs because you have exits on the left. So you're in a left lane, like high speed lane. Exits on the left. And all of a sudden you're bizarre. taking an exit. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, exits. I thought I was going fast, but now I'm on an exit. <laughs> exits on the left are got off. They shouldn't exist. Yeah. yeah, no, it really shouldn't exist. And then also on the highway too, like the rules here are very strict in Germany. You know, you're in a left lane to pass and you go back to the middle lane. If you want to go slow, you go to the right lane. Hmm. Makes sense. When on the highways in Rhode Island and like Massachusetts, it's kind of like, just, just fucking go. <laughs> It doesn't matter. <laughs> Just go. Speed limit is 55. Passing on the right or like, whatever. If yeah. the speed limit is 55, that means 70. Right. And it's 65, that means 80. And they're like, as long as you're going with traffic, the pass the flow, on the right. The flow, as go, everyone go, go with the flow. Pass on the right. Pass on the left. Who gives a shit? Just go. <laughs> and I was like, there needs to be more order on these. <laughs> I'm driving a metal death trap. There's no order here. <laughs> I just totally forgot just how wild driving in the highway is in the States. And like, I got used to it again, you know, and like, obviously everyone in the States is used to it. But I feel like once I've been like, I've never driven here in Germany, but I've been in the car many times and the Autobahn just makes it just so smooth. It's like, I'm going to go here. I'm going to pass and I'm back where I am. Yeah. I, I have it's, to, it's like golf. I have to, and, and America's like NASCAR. <laughs> I have to agree just for the basics because you, no matter what you're doing, you stay to the right. You only go to the left to pass, and then you right. go back to the right. And then the, the left lane is always free for the people that want to go by. Which makes so much sense, and it works so well. Because yeah, in the U.S., I've, you know, there's so many times you're driving on the highway, and then this like person going like 50 in a 70, you know, like going super slow, is just blocking the left lane. And in right. Germany, you'd be you'd be pulled over and your ass thrown in jail, baby. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, yeah, I just don't like. Then I have to pass you on the right, yeah, and then, and then I pass on the left. Like, yeah, it's like, it's it's like in the U.S. No matter, all the lanes are the same. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Like, no, yeah, I mean, which, which I don't like. I think it, technically, like, the left is the high speed lane, and you know, gets slower from but, there but on. But it's not illegal but to no pass on the right. Like, gives. Like no one cares. Yeah, about anything. It's like yeah. fuck. It, I'm just gonna go. This is a, this is a land of the free, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'm being free in my car. I'm just going, man. I just gotta. I, I gotta get. I gotta get the point B. Two minutes quicker than you do, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, definitely a trip. And also, speaking of that, too, just like, uh, at least when I left, gas prices were pretty expensive. Mm. So people were moving towards, like, compact cars and smaller cars. Sure. And I guess they just kind of stopped doing that because, like, dude, I feel like every everything's a truck. Like, every single car on the road is a truck. It's unbelievable. Well, I think people from Europe who never been to the U.S., like, SUVs are like the standard car in, in the U.S., aren't they? I I, I, I feel like 70% of cars in the U.S. Yeah, are oh SUVs. Yeah. Like, my mom has an SUV, my dad has an SUV, and they have an extra car, which is an SUV. My sister has an SUV. My brother-in-law works on trucks. Um, my other cousin has like Everyone has an SUV. Americans, we just love that cargo space, baby. I don't know what it is. Like we just we, we, my, <laughs> my parents are empty nesters, and they both have an SUV. They don't, they, what are they going to take? There's no kids. They're not taking anyone anywhere. But uh, yeah, SUVs is it's the way to go. And obviously, you know, which is hard because I mean, when you walk around here, all you see are like hatchbacks, like tiny hatchbacks, <laughs> like tiny cars, which are great because they're all, all fuel efficient and you don't really. And, and they're practical. And, you can fit people in them. They're yeah, great. 
and and you know um you know the few times you need to haul something you can you can rent a truck or whatever you need to but like yeah so when you go back to the us and suddenly every car is twice as big it's like it's like you know once in a every five years in berlin you'll see a pickup pick truck. truck yes and for some reason she's like look at that like <laughs> you get so excited because <laughs> it's just so much bigger than every other car and you're just, and you just never see them and it's like especially if it's like an american like a chevy or ford you're like whoa yes you know? yes I, I was driving around my dad's old like 2000 i don't know five uh, Ford Explorer, mm. which by European standards is enormous. By American standards, it's like a pretty mid-sized SUV. Oh, yeah. And not going to lie, I like driving an SUV. You know, you're higher up, you can see everything. You just, I don't know, you feel, you feel a little powerful. Like you're a know. tank, a big, big bulky yeah. thing. Yeah. So I enjoy driving you know, a big V8 engine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I really actually enjoy driving this. But uh, I'll say generally, I, I didn't miss driving as much as I think I would. Yeah. Um, and I realized like, I actually kind of don't like driving anymore. I mean, it was fun going for a joyride, right? Yeah. So I drove around like my old stomping stomping areas when I was a kid, when I was a teenager, and yeah. I went to the beach, and I kind of drove myself around a bit. That was really fun, Wait, you know, enjoying like, the drive. How that song goes, like, driving with no particular place to go. Like, yeah, exactly. it's nice, yeah. Driving with no particular place to go. Yeah. So it was like that, which I really enjoyed. But when I had to go somewhere, I just couldn't stand it anymore. Because yeah. I just sit in traffic and like parking and parking, stop, go. You don't really pay attention the whole time you're driving. Like, especially on the way back uh, from the wedding, you know, I slept at the hotel and I was really exhausted the next day, a little hungover. And driving when you're tired and hungover is really dangerous. Yeah. So I remember like I was driving, my mindset started to drift a little bit. I'm like, no, no, like you're, you're driving a, a yeah. metal, you know, metal hunk of. Yeah, sure. Hunk. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. That I really didn't enjoy, and I just, I was I was like I can't, I wish I could just sit on a train and just like look at my phone for an hour and that's it. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could say like we're kind of spoiled because like we, yeah. we just get so used to being on a train, a tram, a subway, and so there's always somebody else driving you. So you're just um, yeah, you can sit, check email, do whatever, and it's kind of just like all you have to do is just pay attention enough to get off at your stop. Right, I mean? exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so I mean, it was nice to drive again. But I really don't miss it that much. As much as I thought, as much as I did the last few times I went back, I was like, yeah, I'm going to drive again. And this time I was like, it was nice to drive for a bit, but then maybe I drove to Boston twice. I don't know. Yeah. No, I feel the same. All right. I think I'll do like, uh, let's do do a few more. Yes. Yeah. Another one that was weird going back is just speaking English everywhere. Is, isn't it nice though? Because it's it's definitely nice in in its own way. Um, I mean, let's put it this way. Because it requires no extra work for your brain you know what i mean see yes and no oh true yeah it did require a little bit more work just because so uh we're both pretty bilingual now and we live in germany but we live in a very english-speaking part of germany but there's so many things that we have we have to do in german of course because we're in germany um but even on conversations everyday conversations when you and i are talking in english in english there'll be german words thrown in yeah i'd say like like 25% maybe of our words are still German that are thrown in in our English sentences. Yeah. And, and it's kind of bizarre because that is the easiest way for my brain to work. Because I don't need to think about the word in any language. I can just kind of speak. And whichever word pops in first, I can just say. Yeah. And I think for people who haven't lived abroad, it, it sounds weird, but there's certain words that your brain end up just prefers in that. Yeah. It, like, like there's certain words. My brain prefers the German version than the English version. Exactly. Reason. And so I end up using the German version more often and then when I go back to the States, my brain can't remember the English version. Yeah, exactly. And, and this is the problem I had was like, I've had, a, I had a few conversations where I said to stop because I could not remember the English word. Oh yeah. And if I could just say the German word, it would be no problem, which I do hear all the time. Cause I'm talking to mostly people know what you mean, at least Germans yeah. or people who speak English or 
non-Germans who speak German yeah. and English. So, um, yeah, I, I found like my brain had to work. It's a little bit harder, especially in situations like at a store or at a bar. We're at a bar here or at a store. I'm always speaking German. And so my brain just like reverts to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so at a store uh, or at, at a bar or whatever, I was like, uh, ich hatte uh, um, uh, one beer. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> It's so automatic. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like slowly dialing nine one. I think this like, guy's having wait, a stroke. Waiting for the last one. Like, what's happening? Yeah. Uh, so, so that's actually one of the weird things. You can't speak your 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 usual Danglish that you used to. But did, did that often often happen? You're like talking with your parents. It, it, did you ever like say something to where your mom and dad were like, "What? What are you saying?" Like, I, like I, I think it happened like once, but yeah. I was pretty good at like, catching myself and just kind of pausing. It's like, sorry, I give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Think of the word that I want. But did they ever? Were they ever just like, like, what the hell? Why can't you? Like, eventually, when you said the English word, when they're like, you can't remember. Yeah, yeah, of course. The, the word for and ironing like, board. What the hell? Like, like, I'm not trying to be like cute here. Like, my yeah. brain's literally just like crossing its wires, and I can't figure out what the hell word I'm trying to say. Yeah. So it it definitely happens. Um, yeah, it definitely happens all the time. It can be, and it can be awkward because. You're American. You speak English, and people right. are like, "Why can't you remember this word?" And I also, I also don't want to be that guy who's like, "Oh, because I live in Germany now." You know, it's just what I'm. Uh, it's like yeah, I don't want to be this guy's like showing, like not showing off, just like always mentioning that I don't live there. It's yeah, just annoying. And that, that does happen, but honestly, like it really does happen naturally. But we're not even trying to do it. Like, I, but there are people who will take every uh, chance they get to be like, "Oh, did I mention I live? I, I live somewhere that you don't." Like, right. Okay. Exactly. I don't want to yeah. be that guy. Cool. Like, but I just want to visit, see my friends and hang out yeah, and no not talk about we're living abroad. It's like, this, yeah. that's not my identity. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Cause we do it every Wednesday. So, you know, you're all burnt out. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, and another weird thing actually having to do with that was uh, this weird thing happening at a, at the hotel bar after the, uh, after the wedding. And so like when you pay with cards in the States, I forgot that they take your credit card or your debit card away and then they run it and then they bring it back to you. And then you write down yeah, on a piece of paper. I'd say some, tip and sometimes they bring the card reader, but yeah, like, but I would say most of the time they're taking they take, card, which maybe to uh German would be like, what? They're taking uh, I mean, card. Germans yeah. would never do that. Especially for yeah. like, for like data protection. Mm-hmm. See, they, they would never, uh, they would never let your card being taken away because that's, I mean, I, as a, when I used to be a waiter, I found a weird, like, I have your card. I can just copy this, like, so quick. <laughs> just, like, keep walking and go to the parking lot. Just drive away. Yeah. And just, like, you, take a, you know, you can take a picture with your phone. You have the front and back. Anyways, it's weird. Uh, and then I give you a piece of paper. You have to sign after, which I also forgot about and felt very archaic and, like, very mm. 1999. But, uh, so, yeah, at the hotel bar, um, I wanted to pay with my Apple Pay on my phone, you know. It was mm. like, beep, beep. I thought I I just assumed a terminal thing would bring over. Yeah. So I was like, I ordered a whiskey, and then he's like, uh, with cash or card. I was like, I'll pay the card, please. And I brought my phone. Like he walked away, he walked back. I was like, here's my phone. Where's the thing? And he's like, no, you said card. I was like, right. But my phone is like, yeah, I need to take it with me. I was like, oh, yeah. All right. uh, I'll get my card. So I'm back to my hotel room, came back down, and I was like, here's my card. And it's a German card, but it works internationally. And for some reason, it didn't work at the bar. Some places doesn't work. What kind of card was it? It's an N26. Oh, N26, okay. It usually works, but he said I had to put, he had to put a pin in and he didn't want to do that. So I was like, all right. So I was like, you know what? I've already wasted like eight minutes of this guy's time just trying to <laughs> yeah. get a whiskey. And I felt so bad because the bar was busy. So I was like, right, you know, I'll pay with cash. And it was like, I think 15 to $16. Yeah. And I just hand him 20 euro. Right, and he just looks at me with like the, like the most annoyed face I've ever seen someone give me in my life. And I'm like, oh, sorry. And I gave him 20 bucks. And I think I 
And I, I think I tipped him again another like four bucks on top of that. See, and again, people think you're trying to be like, whoops, sorry, all my euros because I live in Germany. Yeah, and no. it's like, no. <laughs> my friend asked me, she's like, are you, are you trying to make a joke? I was like, no, this guy's like working his balls off at the moment. I'm a very busy bar. I'm not trying yeah. to waste his time. I'm like, here's some euros. Like, I'm not trying to be an asshole over here, but... Uh, <laughs> it's just what every day your brain associates with yes, paying for with things money. And, and so you just go straight for it and then you're like oh right whoops you know also american money is just super annoying because i can't tell what's what now you gotta actually look at it because it's all the same color it's yeah. all the same color i see and, the blue, and all the same size because my brain's like blue 20 here you go yeah and the american money i'm like i don't know there's ones like why why is there a one dollar bill make it a coin this is so annoying i don't know that i don't know like, i hate coins like i hate the, my, my my wallet's so filled i like it looks like I'm so rich. I have like $20 on ones. I'm so useless. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. You got like a hundred ones, dude. People are like spilling out of your wallet. Everyone's like, Whoa. I mean, it's great if you're at a strip club, I guess. But besides <laughs> that, I just find it very annoying. I like my coins because I feel like I have no money in my wallet. I look at my coin purse. It's like, oh, look at that. I have like 20 euros in coins. It's fantastic. No, but that weighs like a kilo, man. And it's like so bulky. And it's like at least like a bill. You could fold it up and it's soft. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's soft. <laughs> I mean, compared to coins, yeah. They're tiny, the coins. <laughs> Yeah, so that's those are my biggest things that I really kind of were novel to me going back to the states. Yeah, that are normal things I think if you live there most of, of course, them. Yeah, but even it's only you know three years is not a long, long time, but it's a long time. But it is a long time. I mean, you know, but it, it is crazy how, how quickly your brain does assimilate to the place you move to, and how a lot of these things just felt like normal every day, and now they feel really weird. Especially the doorknob one. That one still blows my mind how weird I felt opening a doorknob. Yeah. Just like doing the tw- having to twist. Ah, you might twist. Yeah. Right? It's just a small little twist. thing. Yeah. But that's the one I found the most yeah. bizarre that I would find bizarre. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Plus also, um, actually, you have a new house. Like the, I can't recall. Do the locks on your like bedrooms and bathroom, is it the key? It's the key. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's another big thing is like in the US, usually there's like a button. push lock. Yeah. There's like, there's, there's like a button in the... Um, in the doorknob or like a little twisty, it was like a push button or a twisty button. Right. Whereas here, or a push twist. Yeah. A push twist. Yeah. I like the push twist. Yeah. But here it's underneath the handle is an old like skeleton key that yeah. you, that you turn to lock and unlock the door. And you get so used to that. And, and that once you, a month falls out of your door. Yeah. And then, and then eventually you'll lose it. And it's sure. like, Hey, can I lock the door? And you're like, no. And like, why not? It's cause I don't have the key for it. And like, what do you mean I have the key for it? Like, cause my doors have keys for some reason. I would say the key is <laughs> go get a copy while you still have the key have a backup so when it gets lost and you got the backups i'm pretty sure the keys are all the same but they're not dude like they're I, not no they're, they're, there's like 50 different versions of them yeah yeah they're not oh, all shit. the same yeah yeah it's like your keys are in my key yeah and like this key to my bedroom it's a different key than to the bathroom like and and they're different like shapes and everything See, i would assume they're the same yeah they're all different yeah it's the thing is like i i had a bedroom in my old vegay my old flat chair that didn't have a lock and i had this crazy roommate i told you that was gonna kill me and so i was like i was like oh i want to be able to lock my door and so I, like, I went to um, a flea market and they had just like a, a bunch of them. And, and I looked and each one was like different. And I was like, I have, I could buy the wrong, I would have no idea which one fits with. <laughs> Sorry, as I'm telling this story, he just took a sip of his whiskey for the first time in a while. And he's, uh, he's looking, he's pretending to look happy, but he's not. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lock, the, the, there's, there's a whole, we could go on for door. That could be a whole episode, just doors. Doors. Bathroom's going to be a whole episode too. But anyway, anyway, it sounds like you had fun on your trip. Man, I had a, I had a great time. I had... Such an amazing time. My dad, it's a piece of wisdom from my dad that he sent me, uh, which is really sweet. Yeah. Not only wisdom, but a really sweet message. And he said, it's so beautiful that no matter when you're going to the States or going back to Germany, you're always going home. That is true. And I thought that was super 
That is true because people have asked me like which one is going home, but it's it is both. It is yeah. both. Yeah. When I go with them going home and I come back, I'm going home and like you were saying that to me. I think when I arrived back or the day after, I'm like I almost cried after. Like it was such a nice message. That I is think, that is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I think that's important for people to remember if you're planning on moving or want to move, is that you're not giving up one home or not necessarily if you don't want to. Like you you are you're gonna have two homes. Yeah. And on which way you're traveling, you're going home, which is which is fantastic. That's a great bit of wisdom. And on that beautiful wisdom, uh, and you know, a sweet bit of wisdom, I want yeah. to go to a sweet... So, something that will not make you so wise. Uh, no, and unfortunately, is, we both finished our glass with a poor... Yeah. No, but <laughs> a little bit more. Just the smallest splash. That's all I need. That's, that's Oh, you already overdid it. That's Thank you. I, I want to like almost not know that there's liquid in the glass. No. All right. Let's have one last sip before uh, we... The aftertaste is, is awful. It's not good. <laughs> It's an old cola, man. Uh, I'm sorry. This is a two. I'm giving it a two. Yeah, I, 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 they should be happy. I'm even giving it two. <laughs> yeah. Just, just because it like it, it came in a bottle. It's the, labeled the, as whiskey. The, the, <laughs> that's that's where the two points are for. Get you two points. <laughs> um, yeah. So like when I first took a sip, I was like, it's not that bad. Cause I thought it was gonna be like um, you know like paint thinner. Yeah. Like so it's it's like easy. It's actually pretty easy to drink. It's like but, surprisingly kind of smooth. No, but you have to say, okay, like my, I, I, you have to compare it to what whiskey is. Now this has a flavor. It just doesn't taste like whiskey. So like based on its flavor alone, yeah, it's not God awful. No, but if you actually compare it to what a whiskey should taste like, it's right. God awful. Yeah. It, for me, it kind of tastes like warm water with like Splenda in it and like a <laughs> yeah. drop of like vodka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the weird thing about it is too, is you don't have to have a soda. Your mouth kind of gets like really sticky. Yeah. I like the stickiness in my mouth. That yeah. it's really. I hope you don't hear this in the mic, but it feels really not good. I don't know. Like I, I you know, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm gonna give it a point for the bottling and the labeling. <laughs> I like the label, or, or two points for that. And um, I don't know. The flavor is just. It's just. It's a flavor. Out of, out of all the flavors in the world, this is definitely one of this them. Is what, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like as a flavor, you don't want to like spit it out. But no. But does it taste like whiskey? Slightly, yeah. It has. That's why I gave it too because that's slight enough. Um, I, I, I'm gonna say this is not shelf worthy. Oh um, yeah, this is. The I'm gonna say for everyone in the military, I'm sorry. I feel bad for you. You have to drink this. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I, I would say you know go off base to buy your whiskey. That's go what off I would base say. Buy whiskey. Yeah, get it. If, especially you're stationed I, um, somewhere. What? What? what what's, any, anywhere. This. <laughs> what score did you give it? Uh, I'll give this a. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll go with you. I'll give it a two. Just copy me. You can do whatever you want to do. Do you want to give it a zero or what? No, I'll, I'll give it a three. I'll give I'll, I'll give it a three just because okay. it's actually like it's drinkable. Um, but as whiskey though, like that's things like there's, there's two different things. I can drink it, but is it whiskey? I don't know. Uh, that's why. For, okay, I, I, for me, I'm still taking the two. That's a, two. I'm giving it a two, three. You do three. Yeah. So, um, but hey, I'm happy I drank it. That was fun. Like it, it's just cool to have a, a military special whiskey you can't really get anywhere else. Yeah, and, and, and um, so I really appreciate. I really appreciate this uh, this donation for sure. Yeah, because um he um he or she uh got it in the states and they um when they moved to Germany they packed it up for us and like transferred it over here and then boxed it up, shipped it to us. Crazy so, nice. Um, thanks I, I again. I think all to, the boxing was worth more than the yeah, <laughs> whiskey was. So I think it was expat uh, repatriate. Yeah. Uh, th- again, th- thank you so much. Like because it doesn't. I already knew it wasn't going to be good, but I was excited to try it just because like it's just hard to get and it's cool and it's cool. Like yeah, so I, I'm I, I'm I'm hey guys, any anyone else knows of 
bad rare whiskey I'm, we're all for it oh, as I'm well. here for yeah, it yeah. i also love bad movies too yeah. um i will say though the side of the bottle does say smooth and mellow and that's not a lie it is smooth and mellow just not good <laughs> <laughs> so it has, it, a, it has a smoothness of uh like a like a diet coke i mean <laughs> it did say um we hope no we believe it's rich, smooth flavor will truly impress you. Um, they believed wrong. It did not. You know, because other bottles actually say the rich, smooth flavor will impress you, right. not we, we believe. believe. So this way if, they can't be held liable. Exactly. If I ever make a whiskey or any kind of beverage or food, I'm just having the labels like, and if it's good, it's like, this is good. You want to eat this. <laughs> Not, I believe you're gonna like this. Like, I can believe a lot of things. Yeah, you know, a lot of people believe in some in some bullshit. So, if you're using the word like "could" too much in your description, <laughs> like it could be very uh, frothy and this like or whatever. Like, then no, like uh, no, this roller coaster could crash. Yeah. I mean, I know it could, but don't don't advertise or, or that. This roller coaster, you could find enjoying. No, I want to see like, yeah, this is gonna be the best thing ever. You're gonna be have so much fun. No, right. it's like this could be amazing. I mean, false advertise me. Let me be a dirty, dirty capitalist. False advertising. I'll buy it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I would say, um, yeah, if you are on a military base, you're on a budget. This is all you can get. I'd say, like, mix this baby like there's no tomorrow. Oh, you mix know? it up and drink uh, it to hell because it's so yeah, cheap. So. I, I would say, like, three parts cola, one part this, uh, just to really, like, even things out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Actually, oh God, actually, I don't know if mix it with cola, would you even know anything goes in there? I don't, I don't think know. you would, actually. Yeah. I, think, I think you can mix it with cola and just taste like a cola. Let's say sweeter cola, I think, actually, because this is really sweet. I don't know. Make just like a discount whiskey sour with this. Or I don't know. But like just you you have to. The, I don't know what to do with this. This is what the cocktail was invented for, to mask, yes. to mask bad flavors of, of liquor. So I would say do that. Do that. <laughs> Anyways, two and a three for Alex. Yes. Um, guys, you know what? It's It's been fun coming back to, oh, man, to talk so much to you fun. guys. Um, I'm all jacked up. And actually, I, I was telling uh, our, our, our friends the other day. Uh, like the first Wednesday you were gone. Like I'm so used to like Wednesdays being like, I, I know I'm going to socialize on that day. That's like right. the day I'm going to meet up and do and, stuff. And you get chicken. Right. And I get chicken. And then like when that didn't happen, then it was like, I'm just at home. Cause you know, cause I work from home and then like right. my socializing day didn't come. And then Thursday came. And at some point, like it was like Thursday after work, I like texted my girlfriend and I was like, Hey, are you hanging out with people after work? Can I come? Like, so I was like, I, I, I didn't have my, like, I didn't have my, like, my human interaction hanging out, you know, like outside of, you know, like, Can I come? Yeah, you know what I mean? Cause like, I got so used to just like Wednesday's day, we meet up, we hang out, yeah. we have some few beers or whatever and chill. Sure. So uh, anyway, so it's, it's, it's a, uh, yeah. Good times. Ah, uh, Jeff missed me, everybody. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, that's enough. Let's go have a beer. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Again, right. episode 82. Thanks for sticking around. Almost forgot. Um, thought you forgot your spiel. No, of course not. I hope you all did not forget about us. Um, and if you did, then you're not listening right now. <laughs> so this won't help us. So those of you who did not forget about us, thank you. We love you. Absolutely. And I hope that you're all staying safe and you're staying healthy. But most importantly, well, those, those are the most important ones. But also staying thirsty. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Do I want to finish this? No. No, actually, I'm not going to. Don't do it. I don't need. I don't need it. That's why. Yeah. I'd rather drink the warm leftovers of this beer that's sitting over. Yes. Mmm. <laughs> that's good. <laughs>you said we pronounce uh, Glenfiddich wrong, and it's actually Glenfiddich. Ah, uh, and we've had Glenfiddich. Yeah. Oh, oh, what was that? It sounded like 
golf ball. Did, did you swallow a golf ball? Can I say that again? <laughs>